Today on the newscast, Russia wants a meeting with Israel and the U.S. over Syria. Speaking of Syria, more airstrikes there last night against Iran-backed militias. Plus, an important Middle East story you may not have heard about. That's next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Some breaking news to start off with today. Airstrikes once again last night along the Syria-Iraq border, in particular around the area of Deir Zor, which was an ISIS stronghold in the past, but is now dominated by those Iranian-backed Shia militias. Again, this is along the Syria-Iraq border. It is the easternmost part of Syria. Iranian bases, or I should say bases controlled by these Iranian-backed militias, were reportedly targeted. We don't have any casualty numbers. We don't know what in particular was targeted. What we do know is that over the past several years, as we've told you many times here on the newscast, Israel has targeted Iranian weapons shipments in Syria. Now, most of these airstrikes that Israel has carried out inside that country are more focused around the Damascus area and in the western half of Syria, closer to the Syria-Israel border. Last night's strikes, of course, were deep in eastern Syria. That is a ways to go for Israeli fighter jets or drones to travel, but it is not without precedent. Several times over the past few years, Israel has gone further. They've gone into eastern Syria to target these transit points used by Iran and its proxies to transit weapons from Iraq through Syria and on to Lebanon at Israel's doorstep. Is that what happened last night? No one is claiming responsibility, but a key point, and really the key reason that Israel has carried out hundreds, if not thousands of airstrikes inside Syria over the past several years, it's a word we've used or a term we've used a lot here on the newscast in recent weeks, PGMs, that is short for Precision Guided Munitions. These are missiles which can be used by Hezbollah, again, at Israel's doorstep. They do exactly what their name says. They hit the target with great precision and accuracy. It is a complete game changer in the eyes of the Israeli military, a red line they will not allow Iran and Hezbollah to cross for Hezbollah to get its hands on these Precision Guided Munitions. This could be the spark that starts a major regional war. That's how important Israel considers keeping PGMs out of Hezbollah hands and off of Israel's northern borders. So perhaps we saw once again some PGM activity or, or transiting going on last night in eastern Syria. Again, no claims of responsibility, which is usually Israel's MO when it comes to these strikes. The Iranian regime isn't saying anything yet but we will keep you posted if we do indeed hear anything. Speaking of those Israeli airstrikes in Syria, a potentially major development on that front. We told you earlier this month that Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, traveled to Moscow and met with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. They discussed, of course, Syria and Iran and Iranian and Hezbollah involvement in Syria. Lapid, to his credit, made very clear in Moscow, in within earshot of Sergei Lavrov, that Israel would continue to act in Syria against Iran, in particular close to the Israeli border, where, again, Iran and Hezbollah are attempting to set up a beachhead 
from which they can directly attack Israel. Lapid said, hey, we're not going to stand for it and we will act alone if necessary, which was a very important message, folks, for him to deliver in Moscow, no less, because as we know, six years ago, this month, Russian forces entered Syria. And guess what? They are there to stay. They haven't left and they're not going anywhere. They are still there and they have fought shoulder to shoulder alongside the Iranian regime and Hezbollah in recent years and really helped the Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad prevail in that bloody civil war in Syria. And I made the point, this is probably the first time in the nuclear age that a nuclear powerhouse like Russia has openly aligned itself with Islamic terrorists in the form of the Iranian regime, the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism, and Hezbollah, probably the most lethal terror organization in the world. Russian troops have been shoulder to shoulder with Hezbollah and Iran over the past six years. I presume they are sharing intelligence and all sorts of important information. So, needless to say, Russia has not been happy with these Israeli airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria over the past few years. Increasingly, Russia is making its displeasure felt. More on that in a second, but the big takeaway here is that reportedly, Russia, during that meeting between Lapid and Lavrov earlier this month, Russia asked Israel to basically nudge the U.S. to set up a trilateral meeting between Russia, Israel, and the United States over Syria. Two Israeli officials were quoted in these reports saying Russia basically wants a sit-down with Israel and the U.S. We have yet to hear if Israel has talked to the United States directly about this and what the reaction would be from the Biden administration. But a key point here, I mentioned a minute ago that Russia is increasingly frustrated with Israeli strikes against its allies, Iran and Hezbollah, against Russia's allies inside Syria and a stone's throw away from Russian forces. Well, in July, we reported here on the newscast, late July, a Russian admiral spoke about this openly. A high-ranking Russian military official spoke about it, expressed frustration with Israel, and was very happy to report that Syria and the forces of Bashar al-Assad had reportedly, according to this Russian admiral, shot down some incoming Israeli missiles because Russia has supplied Syria with advanced uh, anti-aircraft missile defense systems, in particular the S-300 system, which could be a game changer, needless to say. So that was coming out in late July. It had been a bit quiet over the past two months, and now these reports are emerging over the past few days Uh, What is Russia's goal here? Ultimately, I can tell you that Russia would like Israel to stop any strikes against Iran and Hezbollah, Russia's allies, and the Assad regime, by the way, inside Syria, where, again, Russia has set up shop, folks, and it is not going anywhere. Israel says, and Lapid delivered this message in person in Moscow, no way. We're not going to allow Iran and Hezbollah, which are committed to our destruction, to set up shop on our northern border with PGMs, precision guided munitions, pointed at every inch of Israel. We're not going to allow it. So what do we have here? Perhaps 
We have Russia and Israel on a collision course over Syria. Are these talks that Russia wants to set up a way to defuse the situation? We shall see. Stay tuned. Of course, prophetic implications. I'm thinking War of Gog and Magog. I'm thinking Ezekiel 38 and 39, the books of Ezekiel uh, 38 and 39, with Russia's presence not far from the mountains of Israel. This is developing. It's developing quickly. Folks, I called it, many of us called it, six years ago when Russian forces uh, entered Syria. They're there to stay, number one. And number two, this is not good for Israel. I've discussed this with uh, Israeli analysts and military types over the past few years who in the beginning kind of downplayed it and said, well, look, Russia could be a positive factor in reining Iran and Hezbollah in and Assad in because Russia clearly has influence over these bad actors. But clearly that has not been the case because as we reported regularly here on the newscast, Iran and Hezbollah continue their moves to bolster their forces inside Syria in order to target Israel. Russia has not had much of an effect there, at least on the surface, to say the least. So Israel has had to do what it's had to do. But we will be keeping a very close eye on that for sure, folks. Uh, The last story we want to end with, a bit of encouragement, actually. I mentioned at the top, it's a very important Middle East story you probably have not heard about. Last Friday, and this slipped largely under the radar of the mainstream media, surprise, surprise, but in Erbil, northern Iraq, that's Iraqi Kurdistan, a place I've spent some time, uh, there was a meeting, a gathering of some 300 Iraqi leaders across the divide, Kurdish, Shia and Sunni, and they met to demand that Iraq normalizes relations with Israel and joins the Abraham Accords. Uh, I mean, what a stunning development in Iraq, of course, where Iran clearly has a major presence, a major hold over that country. But for these leaders, boldly, and again, across the sectarian divide, Sunni, Shia, Kurdish, to come together and to openly call for normalization with Israel. Not only that, one of the Sunni tribal leaders who was there at this meeting actually wrote an op-ed late last week in the Wall Street Journal calling for Iraq to join the Abraham Accords and normalize relations with Israel to have peace with Israel. Now, not surprisingly, these leaders are being targeted now. The central government in Baghdad, the central Iraqi government, totally disavowed this meeting, said we had nothing to do with this. Perhaps some of the people at the meeting will be arrested, God forbid, even targeted physically. There is, of course, that possibility. So it was a courageous move, to say the least, for these Iraqi leaders to come together. Stay tuned there as well. Iran clearly will not be happy about such a show of defiance from Iraqi leaders. We live in Bible times and the chess pieces are moving on the board and we will continue to bring you the inside story every day right here on the Watchman Newscast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.